Anne B asks, is there good in everyone? Is there the potential for good in everyone? Yes. Some people don't have like a lot of good in them, but they all have like a fair amount. They're able to do lots of tasks successfully, like eating dinner and going to bed and putting their clothes on. That requires skill. That requires some ability to distinguish truth from error. Some ability to deal with mistakes and solve problems. Those aren't like 100% trivial. They take some learning in the first place and then even after you've learned them, like the learnings in the past, you could forget things about them. You could, um, you could deal with like a new pair of clothes where like the buttons are a little different or, you know, there's something that's not identical to what you used before. And then you have to like figure some out something and it, you know, it's not terribly hard, but there's something there that takes some thought. It's not a zero. So like even basic stuff people do and people communicate. And they, they put thought into their communication. And that's not just stuff they learned in the past. Like, when you make a new sentence today, that takes some new thought today. You have to, like, figure out which words to put together, how, and, like, what you're trying to say. There's potential for a lot more good in everyone. People are capable of learning anything that can be learned, as far as we know. They're capable of being like way, way better. There, there's nothing that just like makes someone incapable of solving their problems and sorting their life out and getting their thinking in order and getting their mind organized and cleaning their room and getting a better job and learning a trade and, and studying abstract ideas and eventually learning them. And, you know, for a lot of people, it's not very realistic that they're going to accomplish a lot of that during a short period of time, like the next 30 years before they die. But, you know, if you took like 100 people where you thought they probably won't learn a lot, you know, maybe a few of them will surprise you. And if you figured out how to give them like thousands or millions of years of lifespan, so they had plenty of opportunity and time, to make more progress, then all of them could get way, way better. But there are a lot of people who are like sufficiently tangled up that it's not expected that they will sort it out very well during current human lifespans. Given current um, helping resources. Like, the books we have in the library today are not good enough for some people to sort themselves out during the next 20 years. It's not like impossible, but like the odds are pretty low. Like they would have to like come up with some great thinking, some great discoveries, some, you know, they'd have to make some sort of breakthroughs that statistically, like when we've seen people make efforts, you know, most of them would not succeed at figuring out that much themselves with that little help. But you know, in a better world, we could have much better self-help books. We could have much better uh, educational videos on YouTube and so on. And then people would be able to sort themselves out way more during even, you know, a few year period. And if we improve schools we'd, and parenting and stuff, we could not 
tangle people up in such messes in the first place and not alienate them from learning in the first place and you know teach them a lot better how to think and how to understand various topics and fields and subjects in the first place before they're a mess and that that would work out a lot better so that's one of the reasons i'm interested in taking taking children seriously the parenting and education philosophy is because so much of the messes that people ha are, how their life is all tangled up and it's a tragedy and things keep going wrong and they're not very good at dealing with their problems and life is kind of scary for them and they're not very good at learning new things and they hate criticism and so on. So much of that is inflicted by educators. So that's really sad. But it's, it's not an easy problem. Like some people do homeschooling and they're like, I'll protect my kid, I won't send him to school but then they're not so great themselves. And people aren't very self-aware. They don't realize all the stuff they're doing wrong. And it's difficult to learn to be more self-aware and actually understand what type of parent you are and how you're treating your kid. And it's also difficult to learn the right educational philosophy and how you should be treating your kid and all that. And most people just don't study it nearly enough. They like They start reading parenting books like when they get pregnant and then they spend like nine months of reading like popular parenting books rather than, you know, taking a few years to actually understand the field of epistemology, which is the field about how learning works. Like, most people don't read anything about epistemology when they're trying to learn how to be an educator, let alone actually, like, survey the field enough to form an informed opinion about which school of thought they think is correct, you know, and form their own informed opinion about that instead of just listening to some authority and taking their word for it. Most people don't do that, and then they get it wrong. And so I, I try to encourage people to to think for themselves and to read more and, and to put more thought into what they do. That would help. That would make the world better. It would help bring out people's potential to be better.